Private networks have blazed a whole new trail for enterprise innovation. The pace of adoption, however, has slowed due to the complexity and the high cost of customization. With the emergence of 5G, the choice of vendors expand. The operation complexity increases with disaggregated open networks and the cost increases with greater recourse to system integrators and other experts. Enterprises need a simpler way to design and operate private wireless networks. Could artificial intelligence and programmable networks come to rescue and learn ways to configure and customize networks for targeted use cases? Let's find out. Hi guys, this is your host Ashish Jain and you're listening to the Alignment Podcast where we go beyond the buzzwords and connect the dots between technology and its business impact. Meet my guest for today's podcast, David Ronan. He's the VP and General Manager Private Networks at Cellwise. Programmability of private networks with artificial intelligence is a byword at Cellwise. In today's discussion, we will explore some important topics such as what do enterprises really want from their commercial 5G implementation? What are the gaps in assuring business outcomes with private 5G? What are some of the roadblocks in operationalizing private wireless networks? How can enterprises, system integrators, and neutral host providers customize operations for different use cases? And are technologies mature enough to automate deployments of private networks? So without further ado, let me welcome David Ronan. David, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here and thanks, Ashish. Great, David. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this space. Well, I've been uh, in uh, OSS space for uh, over 20 years now with several cycles of uh, introducing new generations and innovations to the network management space. Uh, and, and, and I got to this... Uh, Private networks, because I, I kind of realized there is a gap. And the gap is, it's, it's actually quite uh, quite amazing, because when you ask CIOs, do they like 5G, do they want 5G, the 9, 9 out of 10 say that they think it's going to be strategic to their leadership in coming years. But if you ask them, okay, so did you build it? Do you have it already? Then they start saying, eh, no, it's complicated. We have all these uh, barriers that we've discussed further. So, so from my point of view, we've, we've a mindset of, of an innovator. I was looking at this and say, hey, it doesn't have to be like that. There is a gap in the industry. And we can fill that gap. We can make the network simple. We can make the network self-service. We can make 5G complexities stay under the hood and allow the, the enterprises and the system integrators to actually build networks, replicate networks, customize networks, and do it uh, uh, without all of the know-how and skill sets that a carrier would have. Hmm. So, so that was the vision. That's why I entered that space. Awesome. So tell me, you said something which is interesting, right? So when you talk to CIOs, they say 5G is strategic. And why do you think they feel this 5G strategic? What is driving their need and desire to even consider 5G? So, so it's actually not that uh, uh, surprising. You know, when, when we think about the enterprises in general, the enterprise business, not the networking business, the enterprise business, then enterprises need to be more digital. 
Now, nobody can stop that. Enterprises need to go digital. So even if we take a simple example of, of like, like what, what, what you and I and everyone wants to do, like same-day delivery for uh, online shopping, that requires a big, quite an incredible automation. The kind of things that, uh, that Amazon is doing to deliver the same-day uh, shipments is, is quite amazing. Smart warehouses, the robots that know to go to the right shelf, get the right products, put it in the right package, ship it on FedEx. That, that's not easy. Mm -hmm. Now, one piece of the puzzle of the digital enterprise is the local network. Now, local network can be wired. or local network can be wireless. There is no doubt that the world is going wireless. So enterprises are going digital. Digital means good networks. And networks are going wireless. Now, within the wireless space, there are a few options. Uh, there are a few uh, Wi-Fi-based alternatives. Uh, but the Wi-Fi alternatives have uh, quite a few limitations with respect to mobility, with respect to security, with respect to SLA, with respect to efficiency of the spectrum, and a and, and, and few others. So it seems that the technology of choice for enabling the wireless network that will enable the digital enterprise is, is becoming 5G. That's very well said, actually. And do you think that the enterprises get that perspective clearly? Or is there still a gap in their learning? Because I've even heard scenarios where people, you know, companies think, you know, 5 gigahertz of Wi-Fi is... 5G. Uh, do they understand uh, so, so, what is 5G? So, so ent enterprise is, is, is more than uh, a single person. And, uh, and within enterprises, there are different perspectives. That, that, that's quite clear. But in a nutshell, if you look at the enterprise leadership, yes, they understand their business. They actually understand their business better than us vendors. Because we often consider the technology, the connectivity technology to be the essence, the 5G to be the, the heart of things. But it, it's really not the heart. It's just an enabler for something much more important, mm -hmm. which is the business applications that that enterprise wants to deploy. And that part they understand very well. Right. So let's stop there, right? Which is a very important thing. I mean, I always talk about that 5G is enterprise first. And, you know, we need to talk about business outcomes when we talk about any technology. And that's really, you know, our mantra as well, technology to business alignment. And I feel there is a lot of misalignment when it comes to 5G and private 5G in particular, or private 4G, uh, however we want to categorize it and how it applies into the business environment. So when you talk about, you know, absolutely, right? The enterprises understand their business. They need, they, they talk about their business outcomes. So what are the gaps according to you in assuring those business outcomes with how the industry is talking about private 5G or their understanding of private 5G? Where, where is the alignment gap between what their business outcomes need are to what the network can do for them? So, so let's keep in mind that the industry is, is at its infancy, I would say. You, you know, we, just as an anecdote, people like to talk about ultra-low latency use cases, 
robotic arms with uh, ultra low latency control. Great use case. The only problem is that the 5G standards that are available today do not support ultra low latency services. Ultra low latency services are enabled in release 17 of 5G. The chipset for that is not available yet. So we are at the infancy of the industry. When, when, when that, when that is, 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 is clear and you consider that, then the question is, okay, do, are we able to, to leverage the technology for any use cases today? And the answer is yes. Some use cases can be supported today. Can you give some examples? Uh, yes, for example, uh, video-based quality management in a production plant, smart warehousing, AGVs, autonomous guided vehicles for, for warehousing and for, for other use cases. This, this is available already. And this does not require things that are not available. It does require to build it for the particular use case and the particular uh, uh, enterprise. That, that is something that needs to be done, but this is part of technology cycles. That is a standard technology cycle. The foundational okay. technology is there for that. That's a very good point. There are the technology as is today. When we talk about 5G, and, and I want to also create a, a define a segmentation here a lot of the use cases we talk about are not necessarily about 5G. It's also about private 4G. When the technology as is a 4G, which has been mature compared to you know uh, 5G, um, there are use cases of private 4G in enterprises that address their pain points uh, for certain use cases. And to your point, and 5G is available in a certain capacity that can address even more use cases than just 4G. But complete fruition of 5G to its extent that the standards define is yet to come, right? But whatever is there between 4G and 5G, there, there is sufficient uh, capability to address many use cases that enterprises were not able to achieve before with their current Wi-Fi or wireless technologies that they are using. Is that a fair statement? So, so let me be a bit cynical about this 4G versus 5G. There are two reasons that I, I keep talking about 5G. The first one is marketing. Even if nobody cares whether it's a 4G or a 5G, and there is some differences, but we'll touch on that in a minute. But even if it's identical, it's much more sexy to talk 5G today. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so everybody talks 5G. If you look at the PRs, all the press releases in the industry, they talk 5G. Mm -hmm. When you look at the details of the projects, well, they're actually 4G. So, so th this is the first reason that people talk 5G. But there is another reason. Uh, and and this, is, this is really what's driving our uh, approach to the market. If we consider, there is, a, there, is a, there is an industry for private 4G. It has been around for some time in oil rigs, in mining. That's not new. But that's relatively small compared to the opportunity of the wide-scale digital enterprise. Now, now, the wide-scale digital enterprise, considering the maturity of the market and the stage of the market, is only going to, to be realized in the next few years. 
it's got only starting towards next year. It's, it's only in pilot stages today. So if you start a new technology today, a new vertical solution for, a, for, in, for an industry, why choose 4G when 5G in a couple of years is going to be cheaper, better, faster, more available, and, 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 and more virtual? So, so you're saying start with 5G and then evolve as it grows. If you have an immediate use case, you can do 4G. But, but, but the majority of the industry is going to be realized not in the next couple of months, but in the next several years. And, and but, then there are, 5G but, there are four, but there are 4G technologies out there that, you know, they're, they're basically saying they're 4G with 5G ready, right? Basically, you have the, the infrastructure you're putting maybe leveraging 4G at this point, but it is 5G ready whenever you want to use it. Well, this, is, this is not a clear cut. In some cases it is, in some cases it's not. Uh, but, but even if you do a pilot on 4G and you plan the project to be operational on, on a 5G-enabled services, including some services that you will release in coming years, and this is all part of your plan, that leverage standalone 5G capabilities and leverage low latency capabilities and so on and so forth, then, then that's a 5G project, regardless of the specific kit that you used in the pilot project. Okay. Makes sense. So let's talk about operationalization. That's an important term, and, and there is wide mix of you know views in the market in terms of uh, how complex or simple it is. Five um, G, as we you know we, we've been talking about, is catered to an enterprise need, which means you know it's customized to some extent, and customization requires integration. Customization is not always cookie cutter and can scale as much as, you know, it's not for mass production. Um, so what are the, what are some of the roadblocks in your view in operationalizing private wireless networks with the mindset that, okay, if I am putting the network in education campus versus a manufacturing facility versus an oil rig or a port, they all will have it, their nuances. So how do SIs or MSPs or enterprises themselves plan it in a way that it doesn't become overly complex and custom work every time? Mm-hmm. What are the roadblocks in doing that, first of all? Yeah, so, so, so this, is, this is really more than one, one question. The first, let's understand what are the roadblocks. I, I, I mentioned earlier that nine out of 10 CIOs in some surveys, we got eight out of ten, but but a very large percentage of digital enterprise or industrial enterprise CIOs say that five G is going to be strategic for them in the coming years. And when you ask them, when you ask them, okay, so so why don't you build it now? Why don't you build private cellular networks now? Why don't you have it in your facilities? Then they uh, uh, typically quote few few topics. The first one is complexity. It's complex. And you know what? They are right. A cellular network is more complicated to build and operate and design than a a Wi-Fi network. It was built for carriers. It was designed for carriers. It was not designed for the enterprise ecosystem. So, So it is complex. 
The second thing they quote, they say skill set. They say my team, my IT team doesn't know 5G. And, and they are right again. If you consider the, the AT&T and the Verizons of the world, then you would have the planning expert and the parameter design expert and the radio expert and the transport experts and the core expert and the optimization expert and so on and so forth. It spans multiple departments of very skilled people. No enterprise has that skill set and doesn't want to build that skill set. So, so that's the second thing. The first one was the complexity of the network. The second one is the skill set. The third thing that they are quoting is integration into my ecosystem. Now, this is something that some of our customers have a hard time to, to, to fully grasp, grasp because as a service provider, you are used to saying, okay, this is my network. Here is a SIM card. I will build you the best network in the world and you can use it. Put the SIM card in your device and use it. Now, that's not the way that IT networks or IT mindset is. An IT mindset really says, this is, first of all, this is my network. This is not your network, it's my network. And my network is connected to my application and my monitoring center, my NOC, my control room for the manufacturing floor. I have my teams that can support it. It's uh, integrated in the sense that if there is a failure, I get an SMS, I get a text message, I get a Slack message. This is an IT ecosystem. And it has to be part of the IT ecosystem. So the third topic is that it has to be integrated into the IT ecosystem. And guess what? The IT infrastructure is not only 5G. The IT yeah. infrastructure in the eyes of the IT it has some 5G components, but it also has router and switches and a data center and servers and other things and Wi-Fi. This is the IT infrastructure. So when the IT is, is looking at, at the network, they see it as part of their infrastructure and it's a, a, a multi-technology infrastructure with a lot of management tools and capabilities that needs to be Overseeing the 5G network. It's not that the, the cellular network is completely isolated from the rest of the IT ecosystem. It has to be integrated into the ecosystem. So that's the third reason that they're mentioning. And there is a fourth reason that is often mentioned, which is cost. But cost is really, a, a, I would say, a byproduct of how you do things. I, I don't believe that the cost will remain a barrier uh, uh, for a long time. I think these are excellent points, uh, David. I think let's uh, let's look into the integration element, right? Mm -hmm. So we've been talking about service providers. I mean, telcos definitely, you know, the majority of the telcos don't fit the bill to kind of support this capability right and, and I, I won't i won't generalize that because there are many who actually have uh, their own professional services team that focus on enterprise offerings so they um, or others are building it but in general even whether they are a, a traditional telco or 
uh, vendor, I think the underlying uh, requirement here to be successful is that you need to go with the mindset of a consultative services uh, and you're bringing not just services, but all the full system integration capability. It doesn't matter whether you are an operator or a vendor or or a professional services company. You have to have a system integration capabilities to bring things together and integrate a newer technology into an existing ecosystem. Right? I I, I absolutely agree with that statement. And and, right. and and I can even I I can even take it one step further. So, so, so first of all, there are two approaches on the market today for building enterprise 5G or enterprise private networks. I, I like to call the first approach a, a vertically integrated stack. So it's a closed ecosystem, single vendor ecosystem that is pre-integrated. It's working very well. You get it from the network vendor and you can have a relatively low risk project implementation. And there are a few vendors that are offering this kind of capability. Now, if you think about what it means for a system integrator, it means that it, that you are basically a reseller of the prepackaged of the prepackaged uh, stack. You resell and install that stack. You may get margins for that. You may uh, support the customer in deciding how many access points they need, but you are reselling the network kits to the enterprise. So hmm. all okay. the system integrators are really reselling the same kit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's one approach you're saying where, you know, when I say their approach, there are two broad messages I see in the market. One is, hey, it's, private 5G in a box message, right? It's extremely simple. Everything run and managed from the cloud. We know what needs to get done. Don't worry about it. I think what you're talking about here, vertically integrated stack is basically they have they've defined uh, a boundary around what a private 5G network is and it can do in a certain vertical targeting certain use cases. And there you go. I can replicate this 100 times. And it's simple. And I, I'll take care of whatever the behind the scene complexities are there. Right, and, and, and it's, it, it has advantages because it works. Now, the other approach is, hey, can I tailor the network to the needs of the enterprise? Can I integrate the network and the network management, in essence, with the uh, ecosystem of my customer? Can I include specialized capabilities in the project that are not identical to all the networks in the world, like, like special treatment of a shared spectrum, a specific logic for high reliability, specialized capabilities for energy saving in an office building, and, and so on and so forth. There are, many, there are many things that I can do that can take my expertise and incorporate that as logic and, and special capabilities and special services of the network. Now, if I'm able to do that, then I'm really following 
a more strategic uh, and, uh, system integration flow of understanding the needs of my customer and being able to tailor the solution to what my customer needs. Where do you, how do you rank the capabilities of the system integrators? And let's also include MSPs and, and telcos there if you want to. In terms of really providing these tailor-made solutions, I mean, do they have, I mean, this is a new domain for many, right? And not just enterprises, but for SIs as well. To make it really tailor-made, do they have the right skill sets in their, in their shop? So, so let, 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 let's digest and, and try to, to break this question into a few components. So yes, the, the SIs are hiring some very skilled architects. So when you go to such an SI, they would have a small team, but they will have a core team of very skilled architects. Same goes, of course, for the service providers and by all means to the MNOs. But it doesn't operationalize and doesn't scale very well because what you really want to do is an IT project, not a 3GPP standards definition project. Now, the IT project has, has, has a, 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 a process of its own, a requirement analysis process, system integration process, it has its own, uh, uh, I would say, nature. And if you can make the network be a, a more IT-like application, I, call it, I like to call it ITification, but let's imagine that you can take the network and you make it look like an IT service. Like you would deploy a cloud service or an IT application and you integrate that, then if your network infrastructure is ITified, then by all means the system integrators can scale it, integrate it, tailor it, build and develop applications on top of that, uh, establish specialized services, uh, uh, get their vertical expertise incorporated into the applications, into the network applications, and so on and so forth. So what you really need to do is to take this hardware-oriented network and make it behave like an IT solution. And then what are the key elements of that? I mean, if you have to spell out two or three main ingredients of saying, here's your network, hardware-oriented network that you've been, you know, so, so what, what I, I, I like to focus on, on two elements and, and like two, two, I would say, buzzwords that, uh, that I like to use. The first one, I call it open management platform. The, the 3GPP protocol is the 3GPP protocol. You don't want to customize that layer of the network. That, that by all means, that, that has to be standardized. But you want to have network management capabilities, network controller capabilities that are open. By open, I mean that they can manage multiple types of networks. It can incorporate logic and it can integrate. It would have an SDK 
to integrate the network into the IT ecosystem. This is something I like to call open management platform. So, so that's the mm -hmm. first component. And in those segments of the market that are industrial, for example, the industrial enterprises, this is the key. An industrial enterprise does not need a, a one-size plain vanilla connectivity. It needs more than connectivity. You asked earlier, what, do, what are the barriers for operationalization? Then it's, it, it's more than connectivity. It's connectivity, but it's also integration and SLA monitoring and SLA assurance and many other things. So that's the first component that I like to call open management platform. Now, the second component falls under, uh, can fall under the term network programmability. Because if you conceptualize the idea of programmability, what you really mean, what, what it really does, is that it allows to take away some of the behaviors and capabilities that would normally be built into the box and put it in software. And put it in software that is an open software, meaning that the system integrator or the application provider or the enterprise or the MNO can build that piece of logic and add it to the network. So now you have a network that has that application incorporated into the network behavior. And that programmability really opens up a, a universe of innovation and a universe of, of customization and tailoring capability. And I already said that I have two, two things, but there is also a third one. And the third one is, 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 is very classical. You need to be able to tailor the SLAs and the services to the need of the enterprise. You need to, to ask the business, what kind of use cases do you have? Do you have 300 cameras and 5,000 sensors and 10 UEs? Is that, is that you over uh, this and so, so much, so many square feet? Is that your use case? Because if it is your use case, then this is the network that you need and this is the SLAs that that, that network would give you. You need to have mm -hmm. the ability to tailor the SLAs and the services to the business applications. And let's keep in mind that nobody cares about the network service. They care about the application performance. Yeah, they do care about business KPIs. If, if, the, if your network cannot meet the business KPI, how good it is, it is for, what, is, what it is good for then, right? So that's, and I, and I really like what you mentioned about the network programmability. I mean, definitely open management platform, you know, is the key in terms of opening up the network to be usable as a software application in other, you know, that's the key to integration with IT applications. But I think the one fundamental piece that everyone, try, I feel, tends to ignore and miss, or at least the industry has over many years, is the underlying network has not been programmable for a long time. And we, we say it is programmable, but it is not, right? You can't expose what is happening in the network to an application to decide whether the network is the right fit at this point to be used, right, for that example. Um, and, and to your point, that, um, you were mentioning about you know, using multiple networks. What is the right network to use for the right application, for the right SLA, 
um and and that all comes through programmability absolutely that that comes from a few things it comes from an understanding that 5g is a moving target and it's a very heterogeneous target so a site in japan and a site in china and a site in brazil may not use the same spectrum or the same equipment but they all belong to the same enterprise and a site built in 2022 and another site built in 2023 and another one built in 2024 may not use the same 5g because 5g would evolve and a site built for customer a or in a network built for customer b may not use the same architecture because they would have different requirements so there is there are many colors that networks coming and the trick is to be able to through this open management platform to to be able to manage all these colors because this is what makes the network beautiful the colors great i think this is this is an excellent excellent point david i really i'm really glad you the way you laid it out makes it so simple for to you know people to understand so i know we talked about right before our, our our session today said we'll try to keep it 20 minutes it's already 33 minutes <laughs> so um let's let's try to bring it back and summarize right what would be your uh word of wisdom to SIs and MSPs to make private 5G successful for them or even enterprises for that matter I, let's include them Yes, I would uh, uh, suggest my, my, my main advice, my number one advice, I would suggest think of your approach. Think of whether you want to future-proof your strategy or maybe you don't care about it. If you care about plain vanilla connectivity, then you are in one scenario. But if you want to be able to scale to multiple sites, multiple services, and multiple applications, potentially multiple vendors, open run that opens up the vendor ecosystem and so on and so forth, then think that it's going to be a moving target. And if it's a moving target, you need to have an abstraction. You need to be able to kind of allow you the freedom to innovate without breaking up all of your business processes. And great that, advice great advice david i i think that will go a long way for many many companies to uh think and plan uh what they really need to do and i think the kind of things you laid out uh, are right on the money in terms of how to strategically think and, and i really like the way you were explaining uh, i love the, the and i'm going to use this again 5g is a moving target i love that and and those examples of the moving target are are really 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 well explained, self-explanatory in terms of, you know, it is. It's it's hard for people to see it, but it is right. And then you just need to have an infrastructure, uh, and uh, your capabilities to plan around it. You can't avoid it. I strongly believe that. That's for sure. Great. Thanks a lot, David, for your insights. It was a, it was a fun conversation, and I hope our audience will find it find value in it. And I really, really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Ashish, and bye, everyone. Great discussion, David. I like the way you broke down the complexities of integrating private five G in business operations. 
5G is certainly a moving target and its identification is warranted to simplify the customization of network operations. Thanks once again for your great insights and word of wisdom. Thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already done, please subscribe to the Alignment Podcast on your favorite platform. It's A-L-Y-N-M-E-N-T. We hope you will continue the conversation by asking questions and sharing your thoughts and experience in deploying private 5G networks. Feel free to reach out to me at ashish.jain at kairospulse.com or drop me a note on my LinkedIn. Till next time, bye-bye.